Love is, love is me. Love is you. Love is within us. It's friendship. It's family. It's happiness, comfort, trust. Love is also pain. It's selfish. It's rude. And when is sorry? I apologize and I forgive you. No longer a part of your love story. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Real Talk Podcast with me, your host. I am Radiant Queen. My mission is to have honest conversations about self, love, relationship, and the world that we live in. I will always stand in my truth, adjust my crown, and take my rightful seat at the throne. And I hope I inspire you to do the same. Thank you for tuning in. You could be anywhere else, but you're here with me, so I appreciate it. So let's get into it. Now, let's keep it real when we speak about love. It is officially February. It is the month of love. It is the month where we celebrate love, we acknowledge love, we hide from love, we cry for love. But at the end of the day, we are all about our emotions this month. Now, don't get me wrong. We do celebrate other things in February, so I'm not going to skip over you know, the fact that it is also Black History Month, but I don't need February to tell me what my history is. I am Black 365 days out of the year. I know where I come from. I know the people who have inspired me. I make it a point to learn something new about someone who's brought something special to the culture all year long. So I don't need one specific month, maybe for the people who don't know, the people whose mission is not to understand what being black means. Eh, Here, February is that month. At least if you didn't know, now you know. And here's all the information because I'm pretty sure we're going to have all types of um, commercials and videos and TikToks and memes about black history. So celebrate being black with us. Hey, if you're with it, you're with it. If not, listen, we still praying for you. It's also Chinese New Year, Korean New Year. You know, they're celebrating, um, you know, their independence. Uh, we have National Freedom Day, National Get Up. Get up off the ground. Get up from where you're at. Get up from being stuck. Get up and take that first step. That's February 1st, okay? So if you needed that reminder, if you needed that little push, that was your that was for you. That was your message, okay? National Snack Food Day, American Heart Month. Okay, we're going to get into these. I'm telling you it's all about the heart. It's Plant the Seed of Greatness Month. I love that one. Are you planting a seed? Are you creating greatness? Are you cultivating kindness? Are you cultivating the life that you want for the next generation? Not just for you, but for the next generation as well. That's all part of love. 
And since we're talking about love, I feel like because, you know, the suspense is all around Valentine's Day, we should talk about all aspects of love, not just the good, but the bad and, you know, the in-between. So in honor of love, I want to speak about flawed love. Flawed love. Do y'all, do y'all, and I know you know what I mean when I say flawed love. This is not for the lovers. This is for the people that have loved and have been hurt, that have loved and have been disappointed, that have loved and have now healed or in the process of healing or need to open their eyes and realize that healing is what you need, honey not finding new love. You need to heal first before you can move on and find the true love that you deserve. So when pain sets in, it's time to speak about it, right? And you can have love for yourself and still be mean to yourself. You can have love for another and still be mean to another. Some people say love is pain. Love is not, <laughs> love should not be painful. Okay? But it's a part of love. There's good and bad with everything in this in this world in this life, right? You take the good and you take the bad, but love should not be pain. It shouldn't hurt to love someone. We need not to sit in the fact that we enjoy glorifying negative things to make it easier to swallow. I'm not going to let myself be in a situation where loving you is so painful for me, but because I want to give you all of me, I'm going to empty. I'm going to empty everything I have and pour it into you. Listen, we are on this tunnel vision journey. We're staying focused. We're on track. And if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, definitely check the last couple of episodes where this year I am on a mission. I have a goal. I'm looking forward. I'm not looking back. I'm not worried about what's around me. I'm focused. I'm focused on the prize. And the reason why I came to this um, idea of flawed love and I felt the need to speak on it was when I sat back and I closed a door on a situation. <laughs> we gonna call it what it is. It's a situation, okay? And I had said that at the end of 2021, we not carrying none of the nonsense that held us back, stressed us out, pissed us off, did nothing but cause more issues for us than good into this new year. And somehow in me having a conversation with the situation I was dealing with, I said, listen, the one thing about me that you'll always know is I'm going to lay out what I have to offer on the table. You're not going to assume nothing. You're not going to just think, oh, she's going to follow suit. No, no, no. I, I do what works for me. I do what's best for me. And if it doesn't seem like it's part of what the plan is supposed to be, I'm going to let you know. 
Because if it doesn't work for you, this is your opportunity to walk away. So I spoke to, you know, a person that I thought was a friend. And I explained to them that in this new year, I need to shift who sits at my table. I need to change the seating placements around a little bit. And sometimes you have to. The people that were ride or die from you from day one, from diaper days, are not necessarily the same ride or die people when you turn 21 or 31 or 41 or 51. Sometimes those people tend to either go off and create their own tables or they go off and sit at someone else's tables. And that should be fine. But you need to also acknowledge the fact that people are in your life for a reason, season, or a lifetime. Oh, listen, I am referring back to the last couple of episodes, but we're talking about the here and the now. So let me get into the story because I just need you guys to understand where for my love story, for me pouring into someone, whether it's in friendship or in relationship or a family member or a friend, sometimes the I'm sorry, I apologize, I forgive you can no longer be part of our our love story. And I'm going to have to cut you off. Not in a malicious way, but it because it no longer serves me and I can no longer serve you. Now, where do I even begin? So sometimes when you meet people, you don't necessarily start in the same space. And what I mean by that is, especially when it comes to matters of interest, that's what we're going to call it. Because to me, this is not love. This is interest. Sometimes someone can be interested more than the other person, right? So they've already decided that they see you and you are someone that they're interested in pursuing. And you can either choose to pursue them back or let them pursue you, or you can choose to walk away because it's not for you. And when I first met this individual, and we're gonna give him, we're gonna give him a name. What are we gonna call him? Let's call him Dante. <laughs> if you, it's an inside joke. If you know, you know. If you don't, it's okay. But Dante, Dante came and had a personality and was very vocal in the, in terms of, I am interested in you. And at the time I was like, well, that's nice, but I don't have that for you. So <laughs> I can't really help you. But he didn't take that as a reason to walk away. He took that as a challenge. So I, I explained to him, don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. Again, I'm not that into you. But he continued. He pursued. He made it very vocal. He he did grand gestures. And by grand gestures, I would mean, you know, I would go out for a walk. And underneath a tree, 
here's Dante sitting with a picnic basket and some fruit and some roses. And <laughs> don't listen, sometimes I ain't ish, okay? Sometimes I would keep walking. <laughs> I wouldn't even entertain to sit down because I already knew I wasn't going down this path with you. So why even give you that satisfaction? And as time went on, I realized that Dante was very persistent. He was not going to give up no matter how many no's he got. Eventually, he thought that he would wear me down to a yes. So what I did is I stopped and I told him, well, what I can offer you is I can offer you friendship. The bare minimum I can offer you, at least to be kind to you. We can talk. We can chit-chat. But don't expect much. We're, we're just going to be cordial. We'll be acquaintances. Okay? And he was okay with that. He took that. And we became cool, but there would be times where Dante would overstep being an acquaintance and he would get comfortable as though we were going somewhere. And I'd have to reel him back in and say, eh, 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 eh. keep your hands to yourself. Don't lean too close. We not cool like that. And this would go on for years okay and it was crazy because I never wavered in how I felt I just really stood on the fact that to me there was something that he gave off that just didn't sit well with me I didn't know what it was at the time but I never dove deep enough we didn't talk on the phone we saw each other only in shared spaces so work area you know business meetings things like that we would see each other but other than that I did not allow for him to step outside of that that space to really get close to me nor did I tell him my business because why I'm offering a little bit of friendship by being an acquaintance why not right so now years later, here he pops up and during this time period, we, I had moved on, I had left the company and so did he. And I didn't really think about it until he popped up again and said, Hey, you know, you crossed my mind and I wanted to reach out and here I am. And can we really try to at least go past this, you know, acquaintance and at least become friends maybe more. So here I am. I'm just like, well, I don't know. I'm not in a space where I'm looking to invite any new friends because we was on that Drake vibe for a very long time. No new friends, no new who? No, not you. Drake said, no, no, we're not doing that. So that's where I was for a while. But I decided, hey, why not? Let's just, you know, and again, this is all part of like going through this, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to learn myself. I'm trying to understand, you know, why this works for me, why this doesn't work for me, you know, why I shut down in this situation, why I light up in this situation. So I felt like, you know what, my normal response to you was always to kind of keep you at arm's length. I'm going to give you a little bit of grace and I'm going to give you a little bit of space and, and we'll see. 
I'm still looking at you from the corner of my eyes, but we gonna see. So I, we decide to exchange numbers. We start talking. Great conversation. Great thought-provoking conversation. It was almost like I had found a friend that, you know, we knew what each other was thinking by looking in each other's eyes without saying anything. And to me, that was the beginning of the downfall because now that put it, that put a blind, a bl- like a blind spot that I wasn't paying attention to because I was so focused on, wow, like if I had given you a chance before, who knows? Oh, and th- that who knows, it'll get you. That what if, uh, listen, <laughs> If it did not happen when it was supposed to happen and you over here wondering what if years later, be very careful, tread very lightly. So here I am and I'm like, oh my gosh, well, you know, you're an amazing person. Like our vibe is just amazing. I have such a great time. Like I've never laughed and joked with somebody and felt so understood. And it was crazy because while I was on my lock journey, so was he. He had already had locks, but he cut it off and he got his locks back. So I found that to be very interesting because now I had someone to talk hair without it being like a a girlfriend chit chat. You know, it was like an experience that we shared. So one day out of the blue, he decides to ask, well, it's, it's nice out. Do you mind meeting up? Let's go for a walk. You know, we've been talking on the phone. Let's go for a walk. And in my mind, I'm like, "Mm, Rona's still outside, honey. I don't just step outside for anybody. Like, it's not going to work that way. But he was like, just come on. It's not that bad. I mean, we're going to be outdoors. Don't worry about it. So I said, okay. I decided I was going to step outside. Girl, (laughs) listen. It was a whole nother situation. So I decide on the day that we agreed, I'm going to get there. I'm not going to stay long, but we're going to go for a quick little, you know, little walk around the local park. And then I'm going to head home. So I head out. I send a message. I said, hey, I'm on my way. I'll see you when I get there. No response. I'm getting closer. I sent a message. I said, oh, I'm about five minutes away. Where are you? No response. So now my mind is like, well, you quick to respond any other time. Why is there no response now? I get to the park. I park my car. And now I'm just like, well, I'm going to give it about 10 minutes. Maybe you're caught in traffic. Maybe your phone's not near you. Whatever the case is. Again, you made these arrangements, not me. So we're going to give you a little bit of time. Five minutes goes by. No response. 10 minutes go by. I send a message. I said, hey, what's going on? Like, did I get the time wrong? I'm here. No response. As soon as 14 minutes and 59 seconds hit that clock I was like you know what you didn't have me come out my house to sit out here for 15 minutes so I put my car in drive and I headed back home 
and I, I gave one more attempt to call. No response. So in my mind, I was like, oh no. <laughs> did you just ghost? Did you just ghost me and not say anything? Like, that was my first issue. So I hear nothing. The next day I get a good morning. Good morning. What you mean, good morning? So here I am, I'm like, oh, good morning. How are you? What happened to yesterday? Let's talk about it. And and I get a message like, oh, you know, my bad. I couldn't get away. Um, I, I'm, I'm really disappointed. We should try again. We should what? And in, in this moment, there's two options. Oh, I understand. Or you couldn't have sent me no message. You couldn't have told me that. So to me, the fact that you couldn't, it's not that you didn't show up. It's the fact that you didn't say you weren't going to show up. That was a problem for me. So now my trust in you, boom. <laughs> now I'm, I'm going to question. Do you see how quickly? Boom. It was just like, yeah, you dropped the ball. So I was like, you know what? That's cool. It, it's not that bad. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about it. I let time go by. And another random day, here we come. You know, let's 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 try again. Let's let, let's meet up. Let's let's really meet up. I'm, I'll show up this time. Oh, you will? Well, I don't know if I'm gonna show up, but okay. So, the second time, he makes the plans. He tells me the date and time. I said okay. This time, I decided to. Stay home and send the message. Hey, I'm on my way while I'm sitting on my couch. No response. Five minutes later, oh, I'm there. Where are you? No response. I was like, oh, thank goodness I'm still sitting on my couch because you definitely tried it a second time. Only for the next day to do the same thing. Hey, how's it going? I was like, so what's going on? Okay, we, we gonna figure this out. What's going on? You're making it seem as though we don't know each other. I know who you are. I've met you before. We were working together for months on end. So what's the problem? And why can't you just communicate the fact that you're not coming? Oh, it's my bad, blah, 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 all this stuff. So I really didn't care for what the excuse was. I just felt like now I'm being disrespected. You have no respect for my time. That's a problem for me. Because I'm making time for you. You should at least have the decency to say, you know what? You can use your time doing something else for you. Because I'm not going to make it. Even though I'm the one that's trying to get a little bit of time from you. Just a little bit. So, I kind of ghosted for a little while. I didn't respond to any messages. I didn't. Because at this point, I'm just like, well, that doesn't make much sense. Because I'm not the one that's initiating these interactions. But every single time you set a date and time, you can never make it. And nor can you tell me that you're not going to make it or why you didn't make it. I never get a full explanation. So now, <laughs> Sherlock Homegirl is on full alert. Something's up. Something's wrong. Something's going on. So now I, I, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. And in that moment, 
I didn't realize that I was being entertained by someone who could potentially be either a boy or a narcissist. But I was determined to find out. So I gave it a little bit of time. And then the next time he came around, we we sat and he apologized. And I'm so sorry. And let me explain the first point. When someone says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry has to have meaning. To say I'm sorry is to express your regret and sadness. You've done something. Your actions have done something. You said something that now you regret and you're sad about. The problem with saying I'm sorry is the fact that people don't add any value to it. They just say it to make you feel better. They don't really mean it. Right? There's no regret there. When when you regret wasting someone's time, hurting someone, disappointing someone, you feel bad. You repent. You're disappointed. You know what I mean? You don't wish for that to happen again. You turn away from that certain behavior, that language that you use. You choose another past because you regret the effect that it has on the other person. Because love is trust and love is comfort. So when you take the trust out and when you take the comfort out, you've now replaced it with pain. You wasted my time, so you caused me pain. I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm hurt by it. There's a sense of selfishness in that. Right? There's a sense of, I was not good enough for you to at least do this. And now you almost make yourself small to say, the least you could have done, no, you should have done. The most that you could do is make sure that you open your mouth and say, I'm not going to make it. Not today. Can I get a ring check? My bad. I'm sorry. but to mean that I'm sorry, right? So after the second attempt, again, I didn't leave my house. So I wasn't really too pressed about it. I just found it comical. So I sat back and I laughed. And the next time he sent me a message, which I had let maybe a couple couple weeks to a month go by before I actually responded. Cause he, again, he's a very persistent person. I don't know if he just has time on his hands or he's just determined to get to the end. But he kept on he kept on hitting my line. So I was just like, okay. Well, let's see. So here he comes. I want to make it up to you. I'm so sorry. Like I re- I really want to make it up to you. And I was like, well, that's nice. But unfortunately, I'm not stepping outside of my house for whatever it is that you have planned. If I'm already out and you just so happen to be wherever I am, all right, cool. You can meet me there. If not, then I'll see you when I see you. And that was my attitude because I had no reason to put in more effort. I had to love me. 
I couldn't sit here and choose you and choose to start changing and shifting and waiting around for what you wanted to. Oh, no, no, no. Because again, we hadn't even gotten past acquaintances to friendship. We we were just hitting that friendship line and you you were making a mess. You were making a mess all over, all over the place. And I'm wondering why. Why are you purposely breaking things? Why are you purposely spilling stuff all over what you're asking for me to build with you? So the next time that I saw him, I had gone out and I was doing my little daily walk, my little exercise, getting my steps in. And he hit me up and I said, well, I'm out for a walk. I'm probably going to be out here for an hour. And yeah. Next thing you know, boop, here he comes. Oh. So you pop up now. Interesting. Interesting. So I, I sat back and I kind of laughed. I said, oh, what happened to the first two times? Oh, we're not going to live in that. We're not going to, we're not going to speak on those things. It's, it's okay. I, you know, I really, I, I'm just, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I bet. And, you know, we went about our walk and we spoke about life and, you know, the future and what was going on in the world. And I went about my day, got into my car and I drove off. And the thing that drove me crazy is after that interaction, he used that as a way to say, Every single time you're somewhere, I want to pop up. That was not going to happen. That's a problem for me. That's not how this works. So instead, what he would do is he would set up these little getaways. Meet me at the top of the mountain. I'm already there. He'll send a picture. So I'll go to the top of the mountain. He's really there. There's a little picnic and everything. And we'd sit and we'd talk. And then he would do something that always seemed a little bit shifty. And I would look at him. And I'm like, mm, no, that's not going to work. We're not doing that. Don't touch me. Don't do that. Why? And I would always end up walking away thinking, why did I waste my time coming up here? You killed that whole vibe that you set up by taking it too far, by doing too much. And I would always get, I'm sorry, I apologize. Oh, you apologize now. So when you apologize, you're still expressing regret for something that you've done wrong but yet you still choose to do it again now in the end what essentially happened is I had to have a conversation and I had to tell him that whatever it is that you think that you're doing I don't like it it's not for me maybe you need to put that energy into someone else so I'm letting you go lose my number I'll see you with much love and that was kind of the end of the story and in 2022 I had to give him his walking papers written you know I had to send, write it in the text message I had to put it in the voice note and then I had to just stop responding altogether but you know the reason why 
I, I bring that up is the fact that I always had an intuition that something was off. There was something about the situation that I didn't like, right? There was something about it. But I think the fact that I heard I'm sorry when we did have the conversation or I apologize made me feel the need to give a, another chance. And how many times in love do you give someone another chance because they said what you wanted to hear? Does that mean that they genuinely felt that way? Instead of saying, I'm sorry, wouldn't you want to say, can you forgive me? Because when you ask for forgiveness, what you're asking for from the other person is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards them for an offense or a flaw or a mistake that they've made. Can you forgive me? If I can forgive you, then that means I've let it go. That means whatever you've done to cause me any pain, I let it go and I'm going to replace it with love. But I'm sorry you you regret and you sad about it means that it could happen again. I'm sorry. Oops, didn't mean to do that. Oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I apologize, you know. Oh, I apologize. Oh, I regret that. I really do. Do you? Are you really sorry? Do you really apologize? And what they're really asking for is for forgiveness. And you're not supposed to forgive everybody. Now listen, <clears throat> the Bible way, you should be forgiving people. But there are certain people that the type of forgiveness that they're looking for is not genuine. We're not speaking about the person that's actually coming to you and has done the work to see, you know, how they've hurt you and how what they've done has now caused an issue for you and are now asking you to really just let's move past it. Let's move past it. So forgiveness is for the strong. Weak people cannot forgive. Nor do weak people ask for forgiveness. They say, I'm sorry. When a kid hits another kid, when a kid steals candy from another kid, when a kid pushes the other one down, they're told to say, I'm sorry. Why? Because it's supposed to make the other kid feel better. Do you really feel bad? Especially if you did it intentionally. Probably not. But because you said, I'm sorry, it's you acknowledging the fact that you did something wrong. It's supposed to make you seem as though you're sad about what you did. Doesn't mean you are. How many I'm sorry's can you get in one lifetime before they stop meaning anything? So as for the I'm sorry's and I apologize, we're going to save those for the people that we don't know. For the people that we might encounter and bump into and say, oh, I'm sorry. The people that we forget to hold the door for. Oh, I apologize. I didn't see you there. 
But for the people who genuinely know you and care about you, the people that say that you're the closest thing to them, the closest person to them, the person that they genuinely look out for, your friend, your family, your spouse, your child. I think it's time that we ask for forgiveness. I forgive you for fill in the blank. Can you please forgive me for fill in the blank and really be intentional about what you say. Don't ask for forgiveness if you're not serious. Stick to the I'm sorry. Because then at least for me, if you're always saying I'm sorry, I know you're saying it just to say it. But if you ask me to forgive you, I know that you thought it through. And I also want to point out that with people we don't know, we show sympathy. You watch the news, something bad has happened. Oh, wow, that sucks. Wow, my heart hurts for them. Wow, I wish I could help. Wow, I can't believe that family's going through that. You have sympathy. Sympathy is feeling pity, sorrow for someone else's misfortune. Understanding between people. A common feeling. I would feel that way, you know, in that same situation. You don't know them, but you feel bad. You feel bad, genuinely bad. For the people that you do know, for the people that you directly affect, we need to practice showing empathy for one another. You broke my trust. You lied to me. Put yourself in my shoes. That's showing empathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. You put your hands on me. Put yourself in my shoes and know how I feel. Would you react the same way? Would you say I'm sorry and let's move past it or not live in the past? Or would that bother you every day? Would it gnaw at you at night? Can you forgive me? I'm, I have so much empathy for you right now. They should go together. I'm sorry. Oh, I apologize. Oh, I have sympathy for you. They should go together. I think that we also need to keep this word of the year. Last year, it, it popped up a lot, and it's accountability. Accountability was big. And it still needs to be big because you know what's happening? People love to deflect and we've allowed deflecting to be a way to kind of sweep it under the rug and never look back. Even though now whatever's under the rug is piling up, we're choosing not to look at it because we don't take accountability and clean up the mess. Accountability is the fact or condition of being accountable or responsible responsibility personal accountability being willing to accept the consequences resulting from your choices actions or behavior we need to have personal accountability as people if I drop the ball with you I need to hold myself responsible 
I need to take accountability by addressing it with you, not acting as though it didn't happen and then trying to move on to the next situation. You came into my space, you disrespected me, I got mad. The next day you come in, hey, how's it going? As though I'm still not upset about whatever it is that you did to me. You know what? I, I, I do want to come. Um, can, can you really forgive me for yesterday? I mean, I didn't mean for it to come off that way. I didn't mean to disrespect you. You know, that's my fault. I wasn't thinking about it. I, I didn't see how that could hurt you. But thinking back, looking at it from how you took it, I understand where you're coming from. Thank you. I forgive you. That's accountability. That's asking for forgiveness. That's showing some empathy. That's not keeping the toxic behavior alive. That's actually breaking it and starting a new dialogue. Communication. It's the biggest issue that I've found as I've grown each year and really learned about myself that the biggest thing that most relationships have is the fact that there's no communication. Whether it be my parents' relationship with each other or their relationship with their children or my relationship with whoever I'm dating, with my family members, communication is a big part. And if you don't have the communication, there lacks accountability. There lacks communication. There lacks understanding. And it leads to mistrust. It leads to bad behavior being enforced in certain situations. So all in all, this year, the I'm sorry's, I apologize, and I forgive you all need to kind of have their place in your life. Showing sympathy and empathy needs to have its place in your life. And you need to use them appropriately. You can't empathize with everybody, but you can show sympathy to many. Take accountability. Take accountability for the fact that you did something and there's a a consequence. So with the story, if he had just taken accountability of the fact that he didn't respond when he initiated that interaction and just said, you know what? I double booked, I overplanned, I couldn't make it, or this is what the situation was. We probably would have been friends today. But the I'm sorry, Hmm, I apologize. Hmm, Why are you still mad? Got him cut off, removed, and blocked. Sorry, I'm in tunnel vision, honey. I cannot have no distractions that's going to have me backpedaling, trying to put back pieces. I told you I put my Sherlock homegirl hat on and I had my magnifying glass and I had my whole trench coat and I was serious because I needed to understand what the disconnect was. I thought I was communicating. 
you stopped the line of communication and you thought a week sorry was enough to continue bad behavior when I wasn't doing that to you. So, how many I, I'm sorry's and I apologize can you have in love before it's not a part of your love story? Let me know what you guys think. Definitely follow me on Instagram, you know, comment, send me a message. Let me know what your thought process was behind this. Did you ever separate the sorries and the apologizes from the forgive me's? Moving forward, when you talk to someone, you get into some kind of disagreement and you have to take personal accountability. Will you do it? Or will you sweep it under the rug as as always? I'm trying to grow. So now I have to stand up and kind of say, you know, I'm wrong in this situation. I'm right in this situation. I'm learning. I'm trying not to be stubborn. I'm trying not to be stuck. So for me to fully know who I am and be the best version of me, I have to be willing to grow. And as I always say, adjust your crown and take your rightful seat at the throne. I'll talk to y'all next week. Thank you.